Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send up thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. <clears throat> o Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Psalm 16, on page 357. Preserve me, O God, for in thee have I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. I have no good like unto thee. All my delight is upon the saints that are in the earth, and upon such as excel in virtue. But they that run after another god shall have great trouble. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, neither make mention of their names within my lips. The Lord himself is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou shalt maintain my lot. The lot is fallen unto me in a fair ground, yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will thank the Lord for giving me warning. My rains also chasten me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me, for he is on my right hand, therefore I shall not fall. Wherefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also so shall rest in hope. For why? Thou shalt not leave my soul in hell, neither shalt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. Thou shalt show me the path of life, and thy presence is the fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there is pleasure forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 14th book, chapter of the book of Genesis. 
And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arya, king of Eleazar, Jodalam, or king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Admah, Jember, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of Sedum, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Chedalamar, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chedalamar and the kings who were with him came and attacked the Rephaim in Asheroth Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Eman in Shaveth Kiraithaim, and the Horites in the mountains of Zair, as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishvat, that is Kadesh, and attacked all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites who dwelt in Hazazan Tamar. The king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Admah, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and joined together in the battle in the valley of Sidom against Shedalamar, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariah, king of Elassar. Four kings against five. Now the valley of Sinem was full of asphalt pits, and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. Then one who has escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, where he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre the Amorite, brother of Eshel and brother of Adner, and they were allies with Abram. Abram. Now when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house, went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods, and he also brought back his brother Lot and his good, as well as the women and the people. The king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveth, that is, the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand, gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a to a sandal strap, and that I will take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me, Aner, Ashul, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 30th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then they departed from there and passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know it. For he taught his disciples and said to them, The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And after he is killed, he will rise the third day. But they did not understand this saying, and were afraid to ask him. Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What was it you disputed amongst yourselves on the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed amongst themselves who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who see us, we put not our trust in anything that we do. Mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. A few notes about our Genesis passage, which is, um, there's a lot in it. I think that the essential setting of it where Abraham engages in this sort of geopolitical war with uh, these uh, various nations is that in chapter 13, God has just promised all this land to Abraham. And now in the narrative of chapter 14, uh, Abraham exercises by his military prowess a kind of dominion over it. Um, it also shows us that Abraham um, is a significant political force. Uh, we don't know what the size of these armies were in the ancient times here, but Abraham had 318 guys who were soldiers for him, so he certainly had a, a military force to, to protect his own stuff and to um, carry out an expedition, you know, as as to, to save his, you know, to save his nephew, as he did in this in this case. Um, the significant thing about this passage is the introduction of Melchizedek, and Melchizedek uh, is important. He appears three places in the Bible. He, he appears in Genesis 14. He appears in Psalm 110. And he appears in Hebrews, uh, in the New Testament chapters five and six. And the significance of Melchizedek is that um, Abram was the great father of Israel from whom Israel comes, um, honors Melchizedek as king and priest. And um, so, so that he recognizes the priesthood of Melchizedek and pays tithes to him and in Hebrew, uh, in Hebrews, the, the point is made that the, <clears throat> the lesser pays tithes to the greater, and this shows that, that Melchizedek has a superior standing to Abraham. And the point of Melchizedek is the recognition of his priesthood. He's king and priest of Salem, 
which corresponds to Jerusalem, which is New Salem. So it, it's, it's probably the same region we're, we're talking about. And the point of his, his priesthood then is um, that in Psalm 110, uh, Psalm 110 proclaims that the Messiah will be a priest <clears throat> after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord has sworn and, and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. When we get to the New Testament, we try to figure out how Jesus, in terms of the covenant, becomes a priest because he's not of the priestly tribe of Levi. Uh, the, the, the link is Melchizedek, Psalm 110, to Jesus, who, who is, whose priesthood is, is recognized after the order of Melchizedek, even though he's not a, a Levitical priesthood. And so that's the significance of, of, of that passage. Um, in the New Testament passage, it is interesting, just sort of a, a note for us made a pickup going into Lent. Uh, you have this irony where Jesus, it, it happens a few times where Jesus predicts his passion. I'm going to go suffer and die. And then they start arguing about who's going to be the greatest uh, because they misunderstand, I think, uh, Jesus is talking about inaugurating the kingdom and they're thinking, okay, we're coming into places of power and they don't really understand the cross. And so Jesus talks about, you know, he who is, uh, wants to be great, is, let, let him be the least. And as we enter into the season of Lent, it, it's um, significant for us to focus on the, on the virtue of humility. And I, I mentioned in a sermon last Sunday about the um, virtue of, of generosity, including giving away reputation and status. And it's something we, humility is something we can talk about and, and admire, but it's really hard to practice. So I think as we, as we enter into the season of Lent, whatever the contours of our fast is, we should think about how we um, serve uh, and practice humility in better ways in the various places where, where we, we are living, family, uh, you know, work, leisure, and, and try to grow in that, that, that virtue of becoming a, a servant in order to follow the path of Jesus to greatness. One note about humility, one additional note, because sometimes humility is um, misunderstood as, uh, you know, just sort of making a doormat out of yourself and let everyone walk all over you. But actually, humility is is a ver if we really practice humility, we can only do it from a position of strength. That is, because we're, we're so um, assured of our standing, our standing with God and who we really are, we don't need to compete with others for recognition. So we're free to serve. Most of our pride, our competition for status comes because we're not so sure of, our, of who we are. We're not so comfortable within ourselves. So therefore we have to, uh, fight with people for recognition and, and, and get offended because we don't get recognized. So humility, true humility is rooted in self-confidence in relationship to God. That is confidence in who we are in Christ as children of God, our gifts and what we're really doing. So we can just do that and not worry about what other people think about us as we do that. So something for us to work on during Lent. I will conclude this morning with the intercession on page 590 of the Book of Common Prayer. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, 
and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. We'll pause here for people to remember their personal intercessions. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake.